It's time for the waters of Mars, Connor. Ah, the waters of Mars. Bro, we're oh here. Oh my god, the big one. We, it's the we, best one. The this is one. it. This is a big, big episode, man. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. It's huge. It's massive, The big man. red boy. This is like... It's sort of like... Biggest it, special, in my opinion, it, but yeah. I think... Yeah, it, it definitely is. And for me, it's like... It's the one where you, you get David's arc. You oh, yeah. After all these years. It's, oh, yes. It's where it's like, oh... Oh, it's all led to this. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And like re-watching the show from the beginning, it like it's so much more understandable what happens in the episode, I think. Because I would just usually, mm. same as you, we would just chuck it on randomly and be like, I just want to watch The Wars of Mars. But one of the cool things about yeah. actually doing the, the re-watch from, from Rose is that you get so much more enjoyment out of these huge moments and huge episodes. Like, woof. Mm. Woof. And I'll be interested be- because we've seen sort of how Russell has progressed the character from from Rose to this. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how much Moffat carries over and whether he goes in. Yeah. I know there's obviously some lasting effects and stuff, but uh-huh. I-, I wonder if he he gives it a bit more of a clean slate kind of feel. I don't know. I'll be interested. I'll be very interested. Yeah, well, they've always gone from that like you know the man who regrets and the man who forgets, like you know that line from mm. David Doctor, and I feel like that's kind of what Matt is like. But Matt does such a great job of having that like almost like old eyes and such a young person i think that's why matt is such yeah. a great choice which we're gonna see in a in a, like two episodes time christ for me it's like one episode time um yeah i, I, I know this is so exciting to be finally talking about it. i feel like because dreamland was so whack and not a normal episode it feels like we haven't done this in ages and we're doing this on a thursday by the it way does. folks we normally do it on a monday so so it has been like a week and a half yeah, like, yeah. On, on that note um i want to apologize to everyone listening because I've genuinely, this week, had no time to myself. Like, I've not watched an episode of TV in over a week or anything like that. Like, I've had genuinely no time. So, I haven't done any prep work. All I've done was watch the episode like a week or so ago. Um, so, we're kind of going into it blind and just... Fuck it, we're doing it like live. Why not? <laughs> we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Yeah. Um, literally, I, I really had to uh, push to keep this... Where, where we scheduled it to be honest like i, I already had to change the date the days from we usually do it just because yeah. I, I knew i definitely couldn't do it on monday like we usually do um and i was just like it's just been a really taxing week because it's just been a lot um yeah. but uh hopefully back to normal soon <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i think i guess we'll it'll be like that because it's gonna happen next week as well our thursday shoot i guess it'll be um the rest of Russell's era, and then when we have Matt's, we'll be back to back to normal again. And uh, business as usual. We'll Matt's in person for the first. We time. are, we are, we are, we are. Yes, yeah. so mm. get get ready for that, folks. I haven't done that since uh, Voyage of the Damned, so that'd be cool. Um, we've got some, yeah, we've got three massive episodes coming up with uh, all this review yeah. you're listening to right now. And the next two are going to be going to be pretty damn pretty epic. I'm actually going to watch. I'm actually going to watch uh, End of Time Part Two after this review because I haven't got work tomorrow. It's Good Friday tomorrow. So I feel like I went to watch it the other night and I just, I wasn't in the mood. I was like, oh, I don't, I, I, but I shouldn't watch this if I'm not in the mood because it's, it's David's last and it's Russell's last. So I'm going to wait. Mm. Um, we're having a few beers right now. So I was like, oh, that'd be a perfect time to watch it after the show and after a few, few grogs. Yeah. Look, I kind of fucked up because uh, I, uh, I, the meeting, the last meeting I was at today, I had at a mate's house and I knew I was going to be there till pretty late because we were doing some like test shooting and things like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, and so I like took a six pack round and we just shared that. Um, and I 
Didn't realize, but that was my last six pack and it's Good Friday. And like, as I was driving home, so it's Good Friday tomorrow. Yeah. And as I was driving home, I was like, fuck, I, I hope I have more beer. Um, I don't really have time to stop off at the bottle shop, nor can I be fucked to stop up, stop off at the bottle shop. So yeah. I hope I've got more beer. And I walked in and I had none. <laughs> so now I'm having um, the rest of my whiskey with a uh, bottle of Coke that I opened about two weeks ago. Very so flat. flat as hell. It's Wait, lovely. So it's are, you, lovely. <laughs> are you telling me like, I thought bottle shops were open tomorrow. Like I thought they were one of the things that they say open. Are they not open tomorrow at all? No, or, or at least they're not open on the usual hours or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Okay. Maybe they open late or something. But I, I I don't think they used to always be open, but I think they might have changed it because people like money. Bottle shops like yeah, money. Yeah, all the pubs <laughs> are open tomorrow, which is weird because they never used to. Yeah, like, but with pubs, you have odd. to buy a meal. Fuck. It's my mom's birthday tomorrow, so we're all going to the pub. Um yeah, with like family friends and fuck drinks, of course that's what they do don't I went they to the, to the these nuts yeah a couple of years ago and and we all went and we all had to buy food and we weren't expecting to oh aiden yeah. said the name of our local he's gonna have to blo- bleep that shit out like we do on the uh on the pod on well, me and Dan's who, pod. fucking who cares the name of a pub maybe i track it like 45 minutes to this pub maybe, hey, maybe it's just the pub to, i love you to to bleep you're it. the one that ruined it by saying you're local huh Maybe I don't With live peace anywhere and love, you need, to, you need to block that shit like there's no tomorrow. No one's going to fucking stalk you, mate. Our fan base live in the UK. Oh my Do you know God. a single Australian that listens to our show? Yeah. Yeah. I know a few people who live here actually listen to it. Bloody hell. All right. I'll... I'll... I don't know. Give me a sound to, to put over the beep. These nuts. <laughs> That's... Okay, I'll do that. That's Thank you. lovely. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Oh, that joke's so not going to make sense because they <laughs> are like, these nuts before these you even nuts say there? it. <laughs> 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 well, now you know. Uh, anyway. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 percent. Pop, 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 cat, cat, cat. Did we forget the intro again last week? But for real well, this I time? Well, I just kind of like maybe just like finding a spot to just, just to slot it in. Like, I, I'll... That's, I, I'm going to say I slotted it in just before then. J- just before you said that. That's when I'm going to slot it in this week. Right. So nowadays we're not even saying, oh, we're going to the intro. We're just going to say, oh, well, there I it is. I just find it's always kind of awkward when we do that. Because it's always like, all right, shall we go into the intro? You're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Let's do it. And you're and like, we sweet. Pause for like one second. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're back. Yeah. So I think I'll just slot it in going forward. Yeah, um, fair enough. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Anything to make the show uh, run smoother. Mm. Makes mm. perfect sense to me. Have you done any any Doctor Who things this week? Have you have you read any fun Doctor Who things on Twitter? Just any goss, any goss, Connor. I saw one thing I wanted to bring up, but that's kind of that's kind of what I'm going to wait to the end of the show. To I've, I did a few polls this week on um, Instagram at Fifty Doctor. I'm having a lot of fun doing some polls, and um, mm. it's cool because I like if people actually get to reach out and say what they think, and I thought I'd read them out at the end of the show. I'm doing like two or three a week. Like I did one this week on Sunday saying, is the Wars of Mars overrated? Because a lot of people love it. Um, but I had some interesting opinions on what people thought. Um, and I'll read them later. But I did see this thread, but I had a feeling this episode was going to be pretty big as it is, like lengthwise. So I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't bring that up. But I saw this thread on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. I actually kind of went around and it was like, um, it was like, what's your honest opinion on on Jodie's era and I read some pretty interesting stuff like it was it was interesting to see what people were saying I I, I kind of I'm not trying to put everyone's opinion in a box but I think 
the main thing I got from it was that they still wanted to really work, but they felt like it wasn't, they weren't really given any of the actors anything to work with. And it was just like kind of lackluster and quite stale and, and boring. Apart from the odd review I read from people on Twitter saying that they really loved it. But that was mostly like, um, that was mostly like Jody Stan accounts. Which did make me yeah. laugh a bit because it was like you know you can mm-hmm. say you didn't like something a little bit that's okay we mm. still love the show and I don't really like what's yeah. going on at the moment I still love it I you know but I don't know did you see it did you read those people's reviews No I, I didn't read it but I totally see where they're coming from like it, it's only really towards the end of series twelve where we where Jody got to have a bit of range you know Yeah before then she's just sort of been like haha haha which is fine it's fine hey, but, yo, yo. you know come a season finale it'll be nice for a bit of like oh shit, this is mm. fucked kind of vibe. Which we, mm. we eventually got, but took a while to get there, you know? And I'm, I still got a big feeling this is her last season. So if he, it Maybe. feels like we don't even know who she is, man. Like, it's going to be mm. weird to be like, this is the final season. It'd be like, wait, what? We, it still feels like we're getting started. Like, it feels like we're yeah. not, like, I don't know. I really... Lots I, of rumors out there about her leaving. So, But you know, she's been, yeah. she's been the doctor... Well, she's been cast as the Doctor. Yeah. It's well, been no, long. she's been the Doctor since 2017. It's been a long for time. five it, years. It doesn't feel like that at all. It does not no. feel like that. It feels... But again, I think that has something to do with the fact that she's not got... Those... I don't know. I feel really bad for saying this. I don't, I'm not trying to say it's her fault. But there's no, like... Mm. Where's the speech? Where's the speech? Where's, like, the Zygon invasion yeah. speech? The Rings of Action speech? The Forge of the Dam speech? Like... Those are just on top of my head, mm. like uh, you know the speech from Dalek with Eccleston, like, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, I feel like if there was something like that, you'd be like, oh well, you know, of course it's been that long. Remember this magical moment and this great moment and that really sad moment, that hilarious moment. It just, mm. it all feels like a massive blur. But every time I try and think yeah. about how long she's been the Doctor for, I'm like, that just blows my mind because it does not feel like that at all, like at all. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, Maybe her last a, season a- would go good, but you know. Lots of set picks though we've seen lot lots of yeah. lots of stuff recently. That's been that's been exciting actually. I've enjoyed looking at all those. Yeah, we so we got a historical coming up. Um, yeah, that's which cool. was bound to happen, but um, looks mm. cool. It looks it looks nice. Um, they're often like Liverpool yeah. and stuff. Oh, did you? That's what I wanted to say. Did you see all those like there was this weird like Catherine Tate was going around as like some that was she, funny just because she happened to be in Liverpool. It's like you know she lives in England like. She probably just happened yeah, to be no, there. She was doing a shoot in Liverpool, but it wasn't for... Oh, okay. Um, it's because it's they wouldn't say what it was for. They were being hell sus, but they've right. said it's not Doctor Who because everyone was saying it's Doctor everyone Who. Everyone was like, oh, she's... she's oh, for God's sake. Come on, guys. And then oh, someone's like, oh, now Arthur Darville's been seen. It's like, guys, just because an actor is in the same place where Doctor Who's been <laughs> shot does not mean they're reprising their role. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, it would make no sense um, for Donna to be in this coming season it makes no sense at all but totally Doctor Who fans they, they Anyways, hold on to something they can run with it but you know they love it they lo- it'll be cool if maybe we, we got like in the lead up to the 60th just like little bits here and there of some returning faces for for it to all come to a head in, in the 60th I anyways we're not doing 60th fucking speculation again we do that every, every week these every days. week man every week every damn week <laughs> okay so today we are talking about the waters of Mars which Bruh. if you were wondering, 
is the third episode of the 2008-2010 specials of the British science fiction television series Doctor Who, which was first broadcast on BBC One on the 15th of November 2009. It aired on BBC America on the 19th of December 2009 and was released on DVD and Blu-ray in the UK on the 11th of January 2010. Right. Why did we get that much information? We don't need that. The story is set on Mars in the year 2059, where the Doctor encounters the first human colony, Bowie Base One. This is commanded by Captain Adelaide Brooke, who turns out to be a pivotal character in the history of humanity. The Doctor must decide whether to use his knowledge of her fate to change history. According to Doctor Who writer and producer Russell T. Davis, this episode is closely linked to the next two episodes, but is not the first part of a three-part story. Hmm. Bang. Russell loves bang, confirming bang, 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 bang. that, doesn't he? He's like, don't he you fuckers think it, it? Don't you fuckers think it is uh, first, the first part? First, first hot topic here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowie or Bowie? Oh, you know, I did. I just noticed then you said Bowie. I always say Bowie, but uh, yeah, God. for me, it's yeah. literally whatever comes out. It, I don't. I'm not yeah. offend, defensive about the way I say it. It's just sometimes I say Bowie, sometimes I say Bowie. I think I say Bowie more. More, more often, I think. But I feel I like know. Bowie's a more Australian way of saying it, and Bowie's a more British way of saying it. You know how Australians say, like, Bowie. project, and British people say project, and there's just stuff like that where they kind of like to keep words going on longer than they have to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's what... I think that's what's going on there, but I actually heard an interview on the radio, like, a month ago where they asked uh, David Bowie slash Bowie himself, and he said, you know what, at this point, I've lost count of... How many people have asked me that, and I don't care. Call me whatever you want. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's a bit of a what debate. Debate. It's a bit of a debate. Hot debate. Hot debate. A bit of a hot debate. Anyways, yeah. so we waste no further time, Connor. Oh yes. Let's get into the review. Bum. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. This is a this is a a very very great episode. And we begin with static, and we're going to see Captain L.A. Brooke getting her message from the UK, which, uh, by the way, thinking back on like a, just in my mind, thinking of like how I'm going to recap this episode, it made made me think, I'm like, damn, this is actually really smart, because you actually get to see her daughter with her daughter's daughter, and then like, you know, that's how like, you know, the the doctor later on the episode says like, you know, your daughter and your daughter's daughter and all that. You actually get to yeah. see both of them, which is really smart. Something I didn't actually pick up on out. before. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're, they're talking about life and um, it's been like two years, I believe, since they left the earth. And um, because of the, um, because of the, I think there's something about like a meteor shower, something like that, or like a thingamajib, the connection breaks out. Yeah. And um, I love the, I think it's a great opening. It really sets it up really well. And then the doctor lands mm. on the red planet um, as he says, he's like, oh, the red planet. Let's go, baby. And he's wearing the classic suit, Aiden, from... Uh, we love to see it. We do love to see it, The BBC we? love that shit, man. They're like, oh, we don't, have to, we don't have to build anything else. We'll just... We'll reuse <laughs> so that. Use it it makes sense in, like... Save money. In, it makes sense here, but then in... I think Smith uses it next in Hyde. I think in is Hyde. When it next comes yeah. up, maybe. And that one, it's slight, it's slightly different. So yeah. maybe it doesn't make sense unless he's modded it. But then Pete uses it again. Kill the moon. Um, in Kill the Moon. And it yeah. looks, I think, more like the David one. Which, yeah. So it's like lost its consistency there. And then I think Clara wears it at one point as well. Um, yeah, Clara wears it in, in uh, Listen, I think. No, no. Clara wears it in... Um, 
Uh, the Viking one with Maisie Williams at the start. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. I've not right. watched that one, I think, like, since it aired because I hated it. Awful episode. But, yeah. um, Girl who died, yeah. And then, uh, bloody... But doesn't doesn't Danny Pink wear... Well, no, Orson Pink. He uh, wears in, a similar... Yeah, he listen. wears a similar... Um, yeah, like, the same oh, kind of material. It, pretty much the fucking same it's, thing. It's literally the exact same thing in the prop department that every actor has worn. It... <laughs> I, it, it, Mate, it makes it's, me laugh it's, so I'm much. literally looking at it right now It's got the symbol on it It's the same fucking nun oh, See we've got the yellow laugh. helmet It's, it's kind of cool fucker. But it's also like Yeah you're right The continuity is all over the shop of it So if they're trying to go for that It's like well You know it looks different In some fucking episodes To the other But mm. It means the Is this the second time David's used it? I think it's the second time No no he used it in 42 Yeah so, so it's, the third it's, time. it's ridiculous man It's the classic orange suit I love it. I mean, the helmet. The helmet gets destroyed, so it's just a it's just a suit now. He would have got a new helmet. The helmet later on in the episode like falls off a bench and it gets smashed. And he's ah oh, fuck, can't go outside mm. anymore. Either way, mm. he's walking across the red planet. Which, by the way, I got to hand it to the um, location scouters of fire in this place. It looks so good. It looks really yeah. like Mars. It's really fucking and good. even. Like the VFX stuff all looks great as well throughout oh, the yes. entire episode. Like there was like there was, was a couple of yeah, couple of dodgy shots there yeah. as always, but like here and there for the most part, particularly the dome stuff. Like it looked mm. really good, I think. Yeah, well, of course, we get the shot of the the base with all the dome and all that, and it looks fantastic. And of course, the HD is is, is great. And then uh, mm. gadget, 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 <laughs> gadget, My boy. gadget, our boy. <laughs> Our boy uh, takes the Doctor hostage, and then we hit the uh, hit the title sequence, and then it's bang, bang, your name, bang. rank, and intention, baby. The Doctor, the mm. Doctor, and fun. Mm. They're great. It's such a fantastic line. It it's it really is. Um, it is there's a great scene. And I think it's such a look. It's a bit overkill with all the the zoom ins with the the articles, but it really gets I it, love it done. But it, yeah, I agree. I think it's great. Tiny little bit repetitive, but not to the point where it annoyed me. I was like, it's mm. fucking great. And it, it sets up a a hell of a, a hell of a, like a, it just sets up a hell of a storyline. You're like, shit, this is like some serious stuff. Like something happened here. It's the exact day. It's a bit of a coincidence that he landed on the exact day and he happened to just run across yeah. the base. And regardless, we're forgetting about all that shit. Um, mm. And I love how he's like, you know, this is one of those moments where I, I would love to stay and help you out but i can't uh he later on obviously refers to pompeii which i think is a great comparison um but he's like you know i i gotta go but as he goes to leave he says there's there's obviously two other people um then we get to go to the to the uh the the dome which is where the garden is it looks fantastic it looks like it almost looks like it always reminds me of like the bunnins um uh garden yeah. section like whenever i walk through the bunnins but- garden section i'm like oh this is like a garden section from Wars I gotta Rise. say, like the location scouted for for that, like that's a great location yeah. that they found there, Fuck and yeah. they obviously worked into the VFX because they the roof of that place matches up with the VFX shot of the of the roof from the exterior, um, and it's just like it's just awesome. I don't, 100%. yeah, I, I wonder where they filmed that. I do wonder. Yeah. I bet I, I can probably find it. I've got pages open in front of me, but yeah, the the location scout was was fantastic, and I think it's a great scene with the two. Um, uh, it's like Andrew Stone and I, I can't remember the woman's name, but um, yeah, they're mm. down there and it's like they're just they're just 
their garden and shit, and they're growing, like, carrots on Mars and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, this stuff is sick. I mean, it's cool to think one day this will actually happen. People are actually growing, like, vegetables on Mars and trees and stuff, and yeah. there's birds. Um, and then it's such, a, it's such a subtle shot, but you see him, like, get the dirt off the carrots by using the water. And it's crazy. That's the one thing that starts all this shit. And it's just like that, yeah. just like that. And then um, I think it's such all a great shot. Uh, Graham Harper's last episode, his last episode ever, by the way, which is... Uh, which is, boy. I don't know, our boy. Um, what an episode to go out on, by the way. But I love how, like, you get to see her talking and in the background, he just, like, falls to his knees and he's, like, shaking. It's so... It's, it's yeah. like a horror film, man. I know. It's, it's so creepy. Good. It's yeah. properly creepy. It is. The, this episode is, like... You know, as a, as a kid, it would really terrify me. And I was finding myself, even as an adult, being like, I know what happens, but obviously. But, um, but man, like, Graham does such a great job at suspense and you're like fuck it's terrifying and it's a small it's like the small build up with her like going like hey you okay and then just like that that quick turnaround and the face has changed which is a horrifying design in a great way like it's 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 generally yeah pretty terrifying like it's it was a little bit funny me... i don't know just, it's just that it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah like uh, that happens like uh, that happens twice actually in the episode and we do know graham harper loves these little uh little zooms as well but mm. it's it is a bit funky but then uh yeah they're they're like well look we can't find these people and then they get these the, nuts the message well the, they're like yo where are you guys and it comes through like the little and you're like it, it's it's yeah it's, it's damn eerie you're just like and i love how you can see the doctor being like you know what i can't resist this and i love how yeah. he's actually like okay it's time for me to go i really am gonna go, go this time and then adelaide's like really go she like takes his suit, so her space suit. He's like, "You're not going anywhere because this all started when you came here." And I was like, mm. "Damn straight!" Like that's that's a really good like it. it she's such a great character, by the way, Adelaide Brooke. I, yeah, she's one of my favorite characters, in Doctor Who. It's like such an interesting character. And I love I love the way she's like. You can tell she's been a captain for a while. It's like she's a she's just like she runs a stern ship, you know. And then mm. they go walking off to the garden. Well, I, I think Gadget, Gadget when they're along. in the. When bloody Adelaide steals the Doctor's suit, it is a little bit silly, though, because twice the Doctor goes and he's like, no, I do have to go now. And he goes to walk away twice. Both times, he doesn't go, can I have my suit back? He just walks to the door. And it's right. like, are you, did you, do you want your suit? Do you, like, are you just going to walk out? He's like halfway <laughs> out the door and he's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like I a little goof, little goof of the week. Scoop of the way, baby. Yeah, they're, they're um, then obviously they're just walking down. I love how guys just coming along. And um, is there a is this a canine shout out? It's like I know I had a friend who had a robot dog. Like, is oh, that? Oh yeah, sure that's a canine. Yeah, but it's like it's two thousand and ah, oh, but canine is from the future, so it could okay. There, there's probably a lot of metal robot dogs, Aiden, out there at that time. What's wrong with what's wrong with the what's wrong with the reference? I don't know what your what your problem is. No, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I just I don't I I don't. I've always thought though. I'm always just like, oh, is it actually that? Is that what they're actually going for? I was like, I don't know. I don't know if they actually were just like not going for it, but I guess they are. No. Can did you know that they 
There was a DVD Days nuts. called The Winter Specials, and it was just The Wars of Mars and The End of Time 1 and, and 2. And End of Time Part 1 and 2. I did, yeah. I, I did. I've never seen that before in my life. Sorry, just came across it then. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it um, when I went back to the UK because I went back for Christmas and I actually saw End of Time Part 1 and 2 live when it aired in the UK. And I remember after it aired, I went to the shops like a week later and they had the two together. So I actually saw... Wallace of Mars, funnily enough, is the one DVD I never got on standard definition. I have everything from season one up to Day of the Doctor. But Wallace of Mars, for some reason, they never sold it at JB Hi-Fi and I could never get a copy of it. So it's the one... Did I ever tell you... Um, that I tried to buy it for you? Yeah, I, I, this rings a bell, yeah. A long, long time ago. Um, obviously, now you have the specials on Blu-ray, but this was before we were like getting Blu-rays and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we'd only been friends for a couple of years, and just for your birthday one year, I think I, I yeah. tried to buy it, and I, I think I ordered it, and then it just was always like pending. And then after like a bit of back and forth, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't actually have any more of them. Sorry, can't do yeah. it. And I was like, oh. Ligma. Yeah, it it like for some reason like I think they just mustn't have made enough copies because like it never made it to Australia. But every other like I I'd gotten the next doctor a copy of that. I I got a copy of the End of Time Part One and Two. I got everything. They this is this is this is when Australia was finally stocking the DVDs, which by the way took fucking forever. That only started happening <laughs> around season four. But they never to this day I've never seen any copy of Wars of Mars at like a JB Hi-Fi or anything. So it was weird. No. And then obviously they started adding it to, to streaming services like Stan and Netflix and stuff. And that's how I'd rewatch you know it. What, you know what I saw at, D, uh, uh, at JB Hi-Fi the other day? Still, still the deep breath standalone deep breath. DVD. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging out. To be fair, who the fuck is going to buy the premiere episode? Like, that's so silly. I know it's quite cinematic. It was weird, not, wasn't it? You're not just going to buy that. That's just so silly. Yeah, they have that, and they also have... Um, that's something else as well they did the standard episode. Like, I think it's Dr. Mysterio, I think they have as well. Like, they just... They always do have those, like, standard... I mean, that makes sense, though, because it's a Christmas special. But... Yeah, but that's been there for ages as well. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they have yeah. that standalone... I remember I told you, I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that... I'm going to get Deep Breath on Blu-ray just so I can have the copy. Uh, I never did. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> it was weird. To be no. fair, uh, Dr. Mysterio... Uh, in terms of hype for watching it, not quite, but um, it is one that I am really looking forward to rewatching it purely because it's the only episode of Doctor Who that I've only ever seen once because I hated it that much. I have it on Blu-ray in the Series mm. 10's box set, but I've excuse me, but I've never actually sat down and rewatched it since this initial airing just because I hated it that much. <laughs> I think I'm pretty voice break pretty close to you as well i think i I think i've seen it once if not maybe twice Mm. and quite frankly that was enough there's quite a few but there's quite a few jody episodes i've only watched once so that'll be interesting as well which is not like me episodes like this in like a david zero or matt's or peter's i've seen multiple times well most of them at least there's stuff like sleep no more that i've never seen again since the broadcast Um, i think i would have seen that twice because i have a tradition i'm sure most people do this anyways to be honest but my favorite thing is, you know, I watch the show when it airs. Every now and then, if there's a great episode, I might watch it a second time in that in that week that it's aired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the Blu-ray comes out, I do like a binge watch in like a week of it. And I, I just get through the season and watch all the episodes a second time. Um, and I always, I've done that, I think, since season eight. Um, so I've, I've, I've always yeah, enjoyed yeah, that. So I have that, watched, 
most episode a few uh, a few times so yeah yeah that damn dvd what is mars never got it yeah <laughs> so they go into the uh what is it like the garden area plantation um i like how the doctor sure. mentions how they got birds which is cute uh he later on mentions that like the the flood which they're called i don't think they get called that on in the show but that's apparently what they're called I love how he says like they didn't they didn't choose the insects or the birds they chose the humans like I think that's a really cool line mm. that comes back and I did play. I felt bad for the birds because I I saw the bird and I was like oh, oh no, you're I'm about like, to get blown, blown up. up I I literally <laughs> had the exact same thing I'm like oh, that's such a cute Robin Redbreast little bird I'm like oh they're yeah. my favorite birds so then like I'm like bruh it's about to get bloody blown sky high in a, in a few hours but either way um, and it's so it's such an eerie set as well like, something creepy about like a dark garden. Um, and then the bloke walks off, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go find uh, Andrew Stone." Uh, and then, and then, oh yeah, so it goes back to the goes back to like the uh, main control room, and they say, "Look, we've 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 like decoded the the roar that we heard through the through the walkie-talkie, and it translates to Andrew Stone." By the way, again, this is like this is such a cool setup, and you're like, "Bro, this is like some serious shit's about to go down." Um, yeah. And then they know the person who just walked off has been kill because they're like well fuck like where is he we're calling him he's not here we're around the corner it's eerie man like it's 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 to see the two together like it's it's pretty and fucking eerie it's it's really well done as well because obviously not only because we're in the doctor's shoes throughout the majority of the episode it's very like we know what the doctor knows we know that yeah this is all gonna go wrong and that everyone here is gonna die um and so we're just seeing these things happen beat by beat and every time you're like oh fuck that's not good and we are kind of in the doctor's head as the episode progresses which i think was an awesome tactic by by russell and phil yeah you're not wrong it's like it's that constant reminder over your head where you're like well shit you know this is actually all gonna go to crap and um another thing i thought was which was interesting as well is like you know obviously all this stuff happened without the doctor in in history and now the doctor's there it also makes you wonder how mm. what else happened what else would have happened if the doctor wasn't there but obviously yeah. some of the events would have been the same but i was thinking that as well which is cool um and yeah they get chased by the flood it's it's again like i know i keep saying this but it's 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 pretty damn it's pretty damn creepy man like I, the way they just run mm. after them the i've seen it in confidential the the way they've done the water dripping out their mouths and, and their hands and stuff is so Crazy. great it, it looks amazing mm. it's really well done it holds up it really holds up as well yeah it definitely does um and i heard as well when they were shooting it was winter and it was absolutely freezing so kudos mm. to the actors by the way for filming in that There's... fucking freezing ass uh, weather you know what else was a creepy shot when they're when they're in the biodome or whatever oh yes and um the doctor adelaide they have a cool conversation there it's great um and then when they spot the the flood um like the two characters and one of them's got like the hand on the other one um and it's just this terrifying like long shot of them just really far in the distance and it's just like it's just as creepy as the first time you see it on andrew oh yeah um yeah that's really good really well done top-notch stuff from uh, graham here i really do think this is like one of my favorite episodes if not my favorite episode of his like it it's really like it's shot like a horror film you know and i think that's such a Mm. cool the thing I love most, most about this episode is like, it was not afraid to go dark, and it really did. And I think it was a big, <laughs> yeah, it was a big. It was a big risk for the BBC, I think, as well for like for David's second last episode. Like, hmm. I really do think it was a big risk, and I almost feel like I don't know. Like, I wanted to ask you this: you almost feel like do you feel like the BBC will let this lie today? 
I, I reckon the first 50 minutes of the episodes, yeah, but I don't know if we would get the the doctor yes. um, influencing someone to commit suicide. Not that it was intentional, but I don't think he that we would... I think it's rare that we would get a, a suicide on the show again suicide, unless it was yes. like a historical figure and it's telling that story. Right. Um, but I, I... Yeah, just because it's the doctor's actions that cause this to happen. Yes. Um, and I think the BBC... To be honest, I'm sure that they would get lots of complaints these mm. days if mm. if the doctor did somehow influence someone to to commit suicide. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And and so I feel like, to be honest, rightfully so, they shouldn't do it because they'd get so many compla- complaints. Um, but I mean, I'd be for it if it worked as a plot point. But yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, I totally agree, and I feel like they just it wouldn't, you know. Uh, that's what I like so much about the episode. Like, and, and you're right about that. There's like, there's a scene where like they they run off and they get they get on they get on a gadget and they it's a bit goofy, but they like they go like it's so silly. Full speed ahead and they just like go flying with gadget. <laughs> it is silly, but I liked it. I was like, that's cool. And I um I love. I've always noticed that scene. the you know how they do the Back to the Future fire behind it. Yes. Um, yes. Classic. And yeah. I've always noticed that like it's got fire behind it. But all the fire just seems to automatically fade out, except the last parts of the fire track that's right yeah. behind where they're standing. <laughs> that's right, man. It's because they pulled the brakes in it. I'm, I'm trying to make excuses here. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go over the way, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that scene though, where like they close the door. The my mom's water. here. Mom's delivering beer. Hi. Thanks, oh, mom. you got beer. What's up? Oh, How you yeah. going? Thank you. Wow. What a blessing. Hi. Thanks, mom. Yeah, I'll give you money. Don't worry. Oh, yes. hey, we got beer now. There we go. Look at that. That's lovely. Unfortunately, Just as I finished uh, the whiskey as well. Unfortunately, it's 50 lashes, ladies and gentlemen, which is not, which is not great. But it'll it do. is great. They've got a they've got a spinoff as well. A James, a new a new spinoff. Broken, broken shackles and it's broken shackles. It's, that's it. Yeah, I've tried it. It's it's. I prefer that over the one you're drinking now. But cold and dry for me. Yeah, they're me, pretty similar. But. Mm-mm-mm. Regardlessly, but um, yeah, but yeah, I was saying that that scene in where like they close the door and the the water is patient, water waits, water always wins. Speech is is really good. And just to see just to see the flood like kind of like lifelessly looking through the window and like looking around and like just looking at Adelaide and the doctor. It's is very disturbing. It it mm. really is. Like it's it's a it's yeah. a creepy ass look, man. It is creepy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure everyone can probably hear my mum having a really loud conversation with my dad just outside my office right now. So that's a lot of fun. That, me and Connor have like um, swapped positions this week. So I did. I did have my mum like a few, oh, maybe ten minutes ago, trying to get my cats in, and I was like covering my mic like this when you were talking. So I was like, for fuck's sake! Like I, every week, I can hear like my mum in the background talking about some shit. And I'm like, for fuck's sake! Classic mum. Bless her. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Um, we love you. <laughs> yeah cheers love you love you unnamed mother um who, I, unless i don't know you're such so so secretive i'll just hey, i'll just put I'm the just same thing over the future uh, lo- love these you. nuts and i'll i'll see i put the same thing over the top of it these the same, nuts i can't remember what you said these nuts there you go that can go oh, on top yeah of it. um yeah anyways yeah so they then then they uh they do things. Um, what do they do next, Connor? Well, the flood <laughs> breaks in. Um, they pick up Maggie and they've chopped her into the sick bay. Um, there's a great scene where like Yuri's like getting a call from his like brother in uh, in Russia, I believe. 
and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he's just like rewatching the call that he got, like the message he got from a few days ago. He's just like re rewatching it, and um, Graham does this really good thing where like he just he shows in the background like Maggie's changing, and they later they later say like you know how the the flood is extremely smart for the fact that like it waited inside Maggie to get into the base, and then it came out in her. Which the Doctor, there's mm. a fantastic scene a little later on when like they come in and it's after like they just they say like you know seal this off we're all going out we're all going to evacuate a great scene where the doctor's like you know except the water is smart and the fact that it waited in maggie to come out which means any one of them could be infected which again is like the suspense it gives you is is so good like it it really Mm. does like you're like well fuck at any moment now any of these people could change because they could all be infected, which leads them to go to the uh, which leads them to go to the the ice, which is where they get their water from, which is where the infection started. Um, yeah, along with the rest oh, of the crew. Man. Doing, the ice like, scene packing away. The ice war is bad. The ice scene is so good. Also, uh, just whilst we're talking about Yuri, Yuri is um, hilarious and he's so funny in that scene where he's just having a laugh. And he's like, yeah. "There's just so much water, isn't there?" Yeah. <laughs> he's just having a I laugh. I love that. Yeah, I love um, how he's like. Um, it's like it's my brother. He's like he makes me laugh. He's like his boyfriend said, "Don't get me anything this year." He said, "Okay." He wakes up on the day, and I love how in the background it's like she's fucking changing. He's just he's just having a laugh and like just he talking says, "Don't to give me anything." Wakes up in the morning. He's got a new car. I was just like, that's hilarious. Uh, to be fair, that's like there's just like there's this like cheesy zoom that Graham loves to do on both the characters. It's fine though. I let it slide. I I'm like it's a tiny little mm. nitpick where I'm just like that's kind of silly, but um, yeah. But no, yeah. The for me the um for me the ice scene where they go to the where they're filtering the water for me it's like the episode is so fast paced it doesn't give you a second to to sit down in a good way. For me this scene mm. is like a good seven minute bit of bit of fresh air with great dialogue yeah, scenes. Little by breather the way, before it all goes insane but yeah that scene is yeah and he does mention the ice warriors this time i do think they're talking about the ice warriors a eh? when you said now that they mentioned canine i was like well they really talking about canine i do think they'll talk about the ice warriors when they <laughs> okay. said the fucking ice that's warriors good to confirm i am um, <laughs> i do absolutely love that uh the the flashback scene to young adelaide that was Hell really yeah, well man. done um on earth, eh? i love how we have consequences of the stolen earth in this way like how the stolen earth is now a moment in history well until 20 2010 um it's it, it's a moment in history <laughs> yeah and legit. um i love it that. um i just the score alone in that scene is yeah. just beautiful i had that on repeat for the next couple of days whilst i was at work after after watching this episode and it just it's banging it's a lovely beautiful emotional piece of score yeah, you're not wrong about the, the Stolen Earth having a big impact because, like, we didn't mention this last week, but, well, the week before when we reviewed um, Planet of the Dead, one of the characters mentions, uh, he says, I can't remember who says it, but they're like, oh, it's like those planets in the sky. And now it gets mentioned mm. again here in Wars of Mars. So, yeah, you're right. Like, the, you know, Stolen Earth had a big impact until, of course, like you said, Moffat brings in the cracks and everyone forgets about everything in history. <laughs> Including the massive Cyberman walking across Victorian London, because we yeah. all—I wish I remembered that. Um, I wish they could have raised <laughs> that shit from my memory. Um, but you're right, no, it's a really sick. You know what? I still. Does part of you think the Ice Warriors had anything to do with this or not? Um, no, I don't. I don't believe they're responsible for anything. 
Um, I think there's like a deleted scene I was reading somewhere. Like I said, I've not, I didn't have a chance to do my research and stuff like I usually do. <laughs> research. <laughs> I just read fucking Wikipedia and TARDIS Wiki every week. But um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to do that. But I did have a quick look whilst you were urinating before we started the show. Ah, I think classic, they said there was the a deleted cell. scene somewhere where the doctor says the ice warriors failed to destroy the flood, the flood or something like that. I don't know. Oh, really? Interesting. Hmm. So even they had issues with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, you're, it, it's a great scene. They they find out through recordings that it's something to do with a filter like got busted, and they're like, okay, so none of us are actually infected, which means they can leave. And from here on out, oh, here man, we go. it's like, hold on. Oh yeah, gone. Um, in a deleted scene, the Doctor suggested that the Ice Warriors were unable to fully defeat the flood and fled the planet as a result, explaining their absence. There you go. Oh, so they... Wow, okay. So all the... Interesting. They just gave up and fucked off. They basically. just gave up. I guess it's like, I guess I can't can, kind of understand why it was deleted for the sense it's just like... I guess it's like, how the fuck did they all just leave? But but still. Yeah. It doesn't really explain yeah. how the fuck they're on there on Empress of Mars, but... Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, it's weird how people always say, is the flood going to return? Remember when... Um, remember, remember in the pilot... When everyone mm. thought the, the flood was going to return. So silly. So silly. So silly. I'm so glad um, it's like just a one-time thing. It's literally so good done as a one-time thing. I'd never want to see them come back again. Like, Totally agree. I, I think it would diminish from this episode and their presence in this episode if they did that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, so... Yeah, the whole just one drop thing. It's really cool, especially when we start to see like later on when um oh what's his face the the young guy what's it, what's he called um uh, fucking uh it, I da, 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 da. I know this I know it? this I know this, uh it's not Elliot it's not it's um Roman Roman yes Roman yeah, Groom yeah literally it's like that that really that really does hit home yeah you do get, so it's like a the scene where they're just like i love this because they the flood the two the two characters go up on the roof the two people infected and it's like the doctor knows because he could hear the little the buzzing sound going off informing them that they're mm. on the roof i love how the doctor gets his suit back and it's like you can go now he can hear it and he can see it and he doesn't say anything and you can just so david's acting so fucking great you can just see it tears him apart I never, like in the past, I was always like, okay, the doctor knows what's going to happen and he's watching them all panic um, and but and that, that was hard enough on him. This time, it struck another chord because this yeah. is the first time I'd noticed that he was literally hearing the alarm, watching yeah. them on the roof yeah. and knowing what was about to happen. Yeah. Um, and he had the chance to be like, just, you know, check that yeah. alarm. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that we just watched them just ignoring the alarm. Um, <sighs> yeah. I, I never picked up on that until this watch. Um, and that was truly heartbreaking to watch, yeah. He does such a... It's what I love about this thing as well, and I really respect Phil and Russell for... Like, I know there's a bit of dialogue afterwards where, like, you know, when the Doctor goes to leave and they have that scene of Adelaide, which we'll talk, in a, talk about in a second, when he, like, mentions Pompeii and stuff. But I really respect when, like, when he's leaving the base, there's no dialogue from him. It's just pure... Mm facial expressions and boy yeah he, so, he totally he i was thinking today in the car i'm just like you know because i got my last episode of him after the show and i'm like he's such a brilliant actor man 
Like, I don't think... Mm. I hope we say that enough. I don't know if we say that enough. Like, he... Yeah. The amount of times he carries an episode, or even in this episode, the reason why we love it so much is that a huge part of it has to do with him. Like... Truly. You know what I mean? Like, who else could have... There's very few actors, I think, who could pull off an episode like this and you really, truly see the pure emotion yeah. in his face. I think um, every episode we've done... Um, he's always if it's been a shit episode he's always been the only good part the only time there's only two episodes that come to mind that I've not found any sort of enjoyment in uh, and and one of them is Love and Monsters uh, and David obviously wasn't really in that episode yeah um, so that explains it for me at least and the second one was 42 I just think he was written uh, too, too aggressive yeah. and maybe he did perform it maybe a little bit too aggressive in that episode that's the only yeah, one where i feel aggressive yeah. performance wise that um maybe there was a bit of a falter but that might also come down to the writing i'm not quite sure yeah it's it's so like people are very quick to pinpoint one issue with like a tv show but it's like there's so many factors school totally. writing uh direction direction you yeah. know what i mean like there's so many things that can play into it and I think, yeah, I, I was going to say 42 as well. He was written to be such an angry character, which in, in this episode comes off great and you understand why. But in 42, it was just it's like not, it's how you don't do it. Um, I think he yeah, was just right. hot in 42. You know how when it you get hot, hot, you get angry? It's very, yeah, literally, that's, that's very true. That's very true. I always wonder <laughs> on that set if they ever like cranked up the uh, heat, if the director was like, nah, I think it was Grant Harper as well. Really? It it gets to be honest. It probably was hot. It gets hot enough on a on a set as it is. So you've got that many lights going. Um, yeah, it gets boiling. I guess well, I know. I know. Like the Eric, on the Eric Andre show, he like purposely. It's like a it's like a talk show. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but like he brings on like uh, celebrities and like completely. They don't know it's like a fake talk show in a way. Like it's all kind of scripted. And he like fucking plays all these tricks on them. He purposely mm. turns the heat up to the most like hottest it could be. And, like, that's kind of what I can think about with 42. I was like, are they going to do this? But regardlessly. Um, yeah, no, that, that, yeah. But, yeah, that scene, though, where, like, just the pure emotion in his face where he knows he could stop it, but he doesn't. Um, mm. Later on, he cracks, but now he doesn't. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, uh, the scene where, like, he goes to walk out and, and Adelaide stops him. Man, what a fucking great character she is. And it, it She's good. It's such a, it's, pff, what a great scene, man. Like, the way he tries to describe why he can't stop her or stop anyone from dying. Like, who knew Fires Pompeii would, would, would be a great example, but it's really like, like he says so. He's like, he's like, imagine if you try to stop something, but in doing that, you created the event. And that's exactly what happens in mm. Fires Pompeii, which I think's makes the episode more special to me now, I think. It, even though I enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Yeah, and I, I remember saying when we reviewed it that, to me, I, I think this is the first time when, in, in Fires of Pompeii, that's when we first get an idea of where his arc is maybe taking him. Yeah, you um, did say that, and I agree, yeah. And yeah, and it, it's great how it does sort of come into fruition here. And um, yeah, him stuck in the door, that whole sequence is just, yeah, amazingly well-written, performed, acted, directed. It everyone, is. everyone is on fire. Yeah. Fire, Connor. Fire. Yeah. Or, or everyone's getting soggy. Everyone's getting wet. Because Get it? Ayo. Zing. Yeah, baby. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's and I love how like 
there's a point where like Adelaide's literally just like is begging for him to save them, and you can just tell it's completely and utterly tearing him up inside to say, I like he literally goes, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I wish yeah. I could, I can't. Man, we don't get shit like this anymore. Like I don't watch this and being like, whoa, like come on, like where is the where is the episodes like this where you actually take the doctor to places where you put him in situations like this and you mm. go, shit, this is really something. And I love how like she lets him go with like, I know they can't say fuck you, but it's the biggest like, fuck you, get out. Like you can't save us. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to save ourselves. So for me, one of like a really, really good techniques with screenwriting and it's really how I started writing my last short film mm-hmm. was uh, the whole concept of put your protagonist in the worst possible position mm-hmm. that they can be in for them. Like ultimately their want and their, their need for living, you know, deprive that from them. Basically make the antagonist want uh, or make the antagonist be preventing what the protagonist wants or needs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this is like exactly that. Like the antagonist, sure, it's the flood, but... To be honest, the real antagonist in this episode is time. The, the Doctor could easily stop the flood, but it, it's time and the laws of time That's a that prevent him from actually doing way it. way of looking at it. That's really a cool way of mm. looking at it. Yeah. Thought. It's just a, just that facts. was... Just wow. You know what? I know. <laughs> Obviously, I think that in my head because I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm like, shit, that's really a fucking great way of looking at it. Aiden, mm-hmm. look at you go. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Film School. 80 grand here. of film school wow. fucking got me here, Cotter. Wow. Bro, that was like some philosophy shit. That's me. Go. Wow, that wow. was... All right, everything I'm going to say now is going to sound like shit. It was a sad moment. <laughs> there you go, that's what I got to say. <laughs> it was sad. It was, To be fair, it was a very sad moment, and there's lots of them. Mm. Lots of them sad moments. The fact that like he hears them dying, and he can't do anything, and just David's reaction is like... My favorite, well, favorite's a bit of a bad word because it's a death, but um, I love how, um, I think his name's Ed, the guy who's, like, going into the rocket ship to, to get them to go mm. fly back to Earth. I love how, like, he gets infected by the water, and it's such a fucking great line where he says, like, you never could forgive me, could you? And he's talking to Adelaide, and you're like, that just, like, I'm like, I'm like, Chibnall, with peace and love, please. Tiny things like that make mm. a character so much bigger. That just shows a massive history between those two characters. It's kind of hinted at a bit before. Granted, it kind of is. But that line yeah. makes you be like, they had a history together. He clearly did something. And, mm. and it makes your mind wonder. You're like, okay, what was this? What was that? And it's such a, it's so good for character building where you can just do one line of dialogue and it just makes you think, fuck, that's such a huge bit of history there. Mm. And I really love that, like, it, it is the only line, though, that references them in, in the past. Everything else is performance-based. Yes. It, it's it's how Adelaide treats him yes. in, in the rest of the episode. Exactly. That yeah. then makes this line work and make sense, which, um, yeah, I truly love. And it's really great. Yeah, it hinted towards, like, for me, I, it hinted towards a relationship and he was unfaithful. That's what I took from it. Yeah, I agree. That's what I took from it. Um but I, I that it's just like the he's like you know I hated this job, like bloody hated it. You never could forgive me. Like it's like the emo- the pure emotion, 
And again, the last thing I'm going to say is I feel like I'm just repeating myself. But I can't stress enough how... I feel like people these days... Like, my dad's a victim of this. He just thinks acting is the easiest thing ever. It's so not. Hmm. It's so not. To convincingly do something is very difficult. And I think, especially with no dialogue, David, on his face, delivers such a fucking performance where you can read everything he's thinking. It's amazing. And not just David. The the entire yeah, cast. The entire is cast is the best supporting cast or some of the best at I least. I totally agree. Had. And yeah. like when when Ed dies, the look on his face and the the um uh, whatever it is, what what's the word I'm looking for? The contacts they put in their eyes mm. just look awesome when he's like reaching Terrifying. for butter. like it, it so good. Where I it, it's so such a weird place. Maybe not a weird place. I don't know. It's an emotional episode, but the one place where I cry um, and it's not, it's not because of the doctor reacting to it. It's it's when the uh, the blonde the blonde lady dies. I don't recall her name. There's lots of names on this on this list here, um, but maybe it's Emily. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but when when she dies, oh, not even so much when she dies. It's more as we see the water creeping up, and you know you can just you know she's gonna fucking die. Um, and she's pressed up against the wall. It's she dies, yeah. And you you just watch her, and there's just this slow, uh, like pulling out shot, and you just you just see her from a distance. You don't even see her properly. Just like the silhouette of her through like a a water stained mm. uh, piece of glass, just doing the shake thing, and the score that plays. Fuck that. That's where I got a little, little bit of moisture in the in the in the old Rona. Rona. What's the word? What am I looking for? Cornea. Cornea, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of water in the cornea. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like, this is where I this is where I question if the, an episode like this could be done today, where, like, a character is, like, literally facing death, they got a few seconds left, and, like, she puts on her message from her family. That's the last thing mm. she sees. Like, to, to be honest with you, I'm kind of watching this, and, like, because, like, I always go back to my best friend Mitchell, who was briefly on midnight for a quick pop. I always go back to him saying, Oh, kids show. I, we, we always joke about it. He's, he's not trying to be mean. We just have a bit of an ongoing joke where he's like, Oh, it's a kids show. There's stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like fucking suicide character deaths. Like, I'm mm. like, this is like, fuck, this is a kids show. Like this is, this is one of those rare examples in Doctor Who where I'm like, shit, I really think this is the darkest we could actually get an episode of out. The yeah. BBC being like, and, okay, like you know, and it just just in saying that, um, just think back to New Earth though. Like season two is so lighthearted, yeah, and the way that yeah. Russell just he just so naturally he makes season three a little bit darker than season two, season four a little bit darker than season three, and then all of a sudden you've got the Waters of Mars, which is like a little bit darker than season four, um, and it just feels so natural. Yeah. That we've somehow got to this dark, dark spot. And a lot of it does come down to David. You know what's weird? And I said this at the beginning of the episode. I said to you, like, how it works a lot more for me as an episode. Not like it didn't before. But before I was like, man, like, it's such a it's such a dark episode out of the blue. But it's not. If you watched it like we did, where we watched it with season four. Season four was dark. Like, it was, it was the darkest mm. season yet. And it makes sense to yeah. me that there was an episode like Wars of Mars leading up to it. 
But before, before I, before I would just normally chuck on the episode, I was like, wow, what a like a what an out of the blue like a dark episode. But yeah, like mm. it, like seriously, like the whole time of Victorious thing has been leading up to this moment, and it's a combination for me of everything that's happened, all the companions he's lost, and losing Gallifrey and also just being like fuck it you know like I can do whatever I want which is what yeah. he does it's that moment so like, is like so good man ultimately the doctor fucking he rocks up and the music is fire dude so good and they have all those although they have those moments where like it where he like stands up and there's all those you know, it's like, I'm not just a Time Lord, I'm last of Time Lords. All these, like, background mm. uh, voice memos of David talking about the Time Lords and how they died. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and you're just like, bruh, like, I'm ready for this. Bruh. So good. Um, one thing, though, that it did take me out of the episode, um, which is a shame because it's such a big moment. Yeah. Um, But it's just so, like, the moment there is any form of breach on a base on Mars... They're fucking gone. Like, that base is falling apart. Like, right. they should have all died. Right. And it's just like, there's a big fuck-off breach. And the doctor, like, just strolls in. And they're all there, not not struggling to breathe. It's just the wind, basically. Just a yeah. strong wind. He just happens to um, just walk in like, so, Hi, guys. How you going? Yeah. It's so, I, I struggled a bit with that. I, I it Definitely, emotion-wise. And it, I hate to say that, like, this is obviously a science fiction show that's silly and so not accurate in any way and we let it slide so much and we should in this episode but I think just because I'd come off of watching that Mars show where it's all about scientifically accurate yeah, of course, Mars yeah. colony it just and there is a moment in that where there's a breach in a door and half the base gets blown up and like everyone dies and shit Christ. Um, so I like watched this and was like oh well they probably should be dead yeah 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 um it's yeah it's a it's almost like it's such a it's also such a change of tone and again i don't mean i don't miss in a bad way it's such a change of tone from like a very deep and depressing couple of scenes to now like the score is like murray's like that's why we're going for dun 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 like we're getting ready like you know and i what i love as well like for me if i couldn't love adelaide's character more like i love how when he comes back she's like She's accepted her death. She's like, you shouldn't be here. What are you doing? You said, yeah. you said, you said, this is it. You said, this is the, the, the laws of time. You can't change it. And he has that mm. amazing speech about how like there were laws of time, but they died. You know, that leaves me and the laws of time are mine. And they will obey they me. And they will obey me. <laughs> Bruh. And I love how he mentions, he's like, you know, I, I, it was foretold that they'll not four times. But I don't hear anyone knocking, do you? And it's cheesy as fuck, but I love it. When it's like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> Free knocks is They're not getting another one! <laughs> you ain't getting another one, mate! Dude, I swear on my life, in the trailer, not the one that played at the end of Planet of the Dead, for like a TV spot trailer, they put four knocks in it. I shit you not. They put four <laughs> knocks. And everyone's like, oh, this is it. It's going to be like somehow in the time he's going to be like dying already no they just they edited an extra knock he only gets free <laughs> and then he somehow he like puts all these electronic bolts through the door and the flood gets electrocuted do you get it water plus electricity and it's not a good mix uh-uh absolutely crazy no no then they get gadget 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 yeah, gadget um 
and it zo- it goes zoomy, and then there's a great shot where um they you you think it's like an exterior of the TARDIS shot, which you know it is, but um it turns out you know he opens the door and you can see it and it's the proper set and he walks he fucking rolls straight into the TARDIS set, yeah. he teleports in and it's just it's just dope and from there it's it's a bit fucked, isn't it? It's it in the best way possible. It's a bit like after it's such a roller coaster and after a uh, machine is just landed the TARDIS to the Doctor on Mars and helped everyone get in. It's a bit silly and a bit like, how the fuck did it fly it? Because every time you see David mm-hmm. fly the TARDIS, he's like hopping all over the TARDIS and pulling this lever and doing that. <laughs> Gadget just pulls down a fucking lever and it's like, okay, we land in here now. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does. I love how they land and it's like Gadget loses its connection. Um, Yuri and I can't remember the girl's name. I apologize, but they're like she's like look after her because she runs off. Mia, Mia, yeah, Mia and Yuri, yeah, Mia. The actress plays uh, Mia used to date Jack Whitehall for like six years. Fun fact. Um, Interesting. I yeah. Um, I love how I love how he's like it's not going to thank me and they don't thank him. They're like fuck you. Like you're just the weirdest company yeah. I've met. I love how um, Mia and uh, what's he called? Not Yuri. Roman. Uh, Yuri. Mia yeah. and. Mia and Yuri are like, oh no, mainly Mia is like freaked out yeah. by what just happened. Like, um, and Adelaide's like, you know, go on, do you know, look after yeah. her. Yeah, and shit, that that's awesome. Uh, the next five minutes is just, it's just, it, it's some of the best Doctor Who I've ever seen. It's just so good. It's like so the good. the acting and is fantastic, and the score and the dread, and pff, like Jesus Christ. What? No, the thing is, Connor, there's no score, and Bruh. I love it. It it's just the sound of wind and snow, and after everything, after all of the that it's just silent. It just feels so real and raw, and the direction and the acting is so raw. It just feels so right, and it is amazing. It is. Fuck, I love it. Best part of the episode. Hundred percent. The it's like when Adelaide's just like, what about all the lost signs? Like, oh, it's fine. It's like I can. It's like it's like. I normally just save little people, but now you, he's like, he's like so proud of himself. You're like, this isn't the doctor I've yeah. come to know and love. You're just like little people. Yeah. Little people. Yeah. Fantastic, man. You're just like, you look at him and you're like, you're almost like, this is the guy I've been as a kid. Like, especially when I was a bit older now watching this, I was like, this is the guy as a kid I looked up to. And I'm like, what's going on here? And mm. it's like, you know, she's like, you can't do stuff like that. And he's like, tough, tough. Yeah. Tough. It's a smart-ass motherfucker. And he's like, bruh. And he's like, go on. And he, like, Sonic's open her door because they're outside her apartment. I love how she's like, is there anything you can't do? He's like, nope. Not anymore. And you're like, okay. Um, And he goes to walk away. And it, again, I, a kid's show, by the way. You know this is a kid's show, Aiden. Catherine Adelaide Brooke goes in and to keep history going with her for her family, to inspire her family... She she shoots herself. Crazy, man. Crazy. Can you imagine? Like, I I really don't really remember watching this episode live. Uh, or, like, the first time I watched it, whenever it was. Back in 2009. Um, but I just could not imagine, like, if I was my age watching it for the first time in 2009. Mm. I just love to know, like... Because you'd think the episode's wrapped up and he's got... And she's gone into a into her house and you're like oh 
I see the doctor's going to be, you know, he might have some consequences for the for this shot and she, in the end of time. But then the icing on the cake is that she shoots herself, and it's like, right? Oh fuck! That I mean, now nah, uh, it's it, fucked. If we quickly go to where I was when I watched this, played the Sting Aiden. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to get any more work to do. But I did watch this. I didn't. I wasn't in the UK for this one. I watched End of Time Part One and Two in the UK. But I, I watched this shit on like a classic like eight part YouTube video where like there was only ten minutes per part. And it was horrendous, but that's why I watched it. But I don't, I don't actually remember ever having a reaction, nor did I really even know what a suicide was. Um, mm. But, oh, pfft, again, come on, man. David's reaction. Ood Sigma shows up. I remember being sent by that. I was like, bro, Ood Sigma? <laughs> bro, you're up, back? Bro? What's up, bro? How you going? <laughs> um, and he's like, I've gone too far. Is this it? Is this my time? And he's like, fuck it. I don't want to die. And then he goes into the TARDIS and it's... Our last beautiful shot by Graham Harper, by the way. Oh, boy. We bloody love him. Like, it's such a fantastic shot. There's, like, there's a shot of him just standing there in the TARDIS, and it's through, like, the console. And then he just says, yeah. no. Pulls the lever yeah. and cuts. And it's like, he doesn't accept his death. He's like, fuck it, I'm running. I'm running from it. That's it, I snapped. Mm-hmm. He snapped. What a Damn. fucking app, man. What a, what an app. Roll Fucking credits, Fucking Yas Queen Slay. Jesus. What a great app. Yeah, it just... It just doesn't get better, does it? it no, just, it's I just, just... It never got so better good. than that night. It never did. Well, heaven said... <laughs> night in you know, 2009. But, oh, man. Like, they don't make them like that anymore. And I don't think they can, because it, yeah. it was just... It was really dark. It really did take it far in a few places, in a good way. I love that shit. Even for 2009, man, it was dark. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised Phil Ford never came back and wrote any solo episodes. Solo episodes, but regardless, so yeah. Mm. Anyways, so we move on to Australia's favourite segment, Connor. Let's do it. It's time for Go for the Week! Any goofs this week, champ? No, but I've got... I this is regardless, he doesn't make it any difference for this week but so far i've got two for end of time part one so i know i don't bring any goose to the table and i might find some in end of time part two i don't bring any goose to the table anymore i'm sorry but i didn't see any this week maybe graham was just on his top game well i've got you know the, there's the one about the physics like i was saying at the end um with the base being blown up not yes. so much a goof because you, you heaps of shows do that stuff you get away with it um then one of them I guess maybe direction-wise is the whole he doesn't try and pick up his spacesuit when he goes to leave at the start. That That's a bit silly. But then there was one moment, and I think this is why I stopped getting emotional because it did take me out of the episode. It really did. And I don't know... I don't know how this happened. I really don't get it. Um, there is... So when the Doctor is just reacting and he's listening to all the voices, mm-hmm. I was feeling emotional... And then there was this one shot, and I was like, I'm, I'm out of it now. I'm taken out. Where the Doctor, it's so obvious he's in a quarry, because there's a cliff behind him. Like, it, he's in the foreground, and the background in its entirety is just a cliff. Right. Like, just rising up to the top of the screen. And I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a wide shot in a minute or two where the Doctor jumps away from an explosion. And there's no cliffs. It's just barren Mars. Right. And lo and behold, there there was. It, I don't know why. you Because it's like the only shot where you see a cliff. I, do, I just don't know how it happened. Right. 
Actually, now that we're just talking, I do have one. And I don't know if it was intentional. Uh, you might see it on Tars Wiki. But there's a scene where I think her name's Maggie, the one who's in the uh, who's in the in the in the lockdown area in the uh, first aid yeah, room yeah. where Yuri's on her. Um, one shot, she has the the face with all the cracked skin and the water coming out, and it cuts back, and she doesn't. In the background, it's kind of like it's kind of like unfocused. And she has mm. it, then it cuts back and she doesn't have it. I do think personally though, it's too obvious for it to be a mistake. I think Graham was going for a bit of the double side of her where it was just like, you know, like, oh, well, she's human, but in a second she'll be this. I think he was going for that. Mm. But if not, it might be on Tars Wiki because people probably picked up on it where she has the cracked skin for like a second. And she speaks, like she generally speaks. I think she says Earth is so much water, but regardless, so you'll probably see yeah. it when you read them, but yeah. Well, bloody TARDIS wiki's definitely come through with quite a few this week. I haven't pre-read them, so there might be a few little dud ones in here, but right. uh, let's see how we go. The first of the web pages brought up on the, in the episode claims that Adelaide had a seven-strong crew with her, though there were nine people on site, not counting the Doctor. So whoever wrote that probably didn't quite recall the, the two people that go off on their own, you know? Go off on their own, yeah. Um, in Yuri's profile near the beginning of the episode, Tarek Katal's name is incorrectly spelled as Tarek. <laughs> Secondly, by pausing the image of his profile, it becomes apparent that the first paragraph is repeated at the bottom simply to fill what would have been white space. It ho- <laughs> in hopes it went unnoticed in general broadcast. That's so silly. <laughs> Why don't you just copy and paste some sentences in there, you know? <laughs> not on not on Tars Wiki, man. They're on it. Steffi er- Ehrlich's profile... Like maybe that's who the girl is. I think that sounds about right. Um, lacks lacks a full stop between two sentences, <laughs> causing it to read after finishing secondary school there and two years in Bundesgra, she studied physics at the Rorsch Academy University in 2049. What? Uh, yep. Yeah, whatever. That's dumb. Um, that's so silly that someone even noticed that. Um, Mia's obituary stated that she was born in America. However, Gemma Chan portrays her with an English accent. Well, maybe she was born in America, moved to the UK. You don't know this, TARDIS Wiki. There's lots of people like that. Um, When it is revealed that Maggie is one of the creatures, the outer shot shows her hair back, while in the closer shot, it is around her face. I thought that was going to be the one you were saying then. No. When the doctor opens Adelaide's door, the door unlocks and is opened till it is ajar. When Adelaide approaches the door, however, it is closed. <laughs> so she like opens the door. That's so silly. Right. Um, when Yuri is watching a video of his brother during the close-up of Yuri in the background, Maggie's mouth seems hey. to be grey and crackled, the same as the flood. There you when go. when the scene returns to a shot of Maggie. Her mouth is normal. This is repeated twice was... until it shows Maggie throwing her head back. Yeah, I still think that's a... To me, I think that was a bit of a strange move, but I do think it was Graham being like, we should show that in the background. Because it was unfocused. I'm like, it's surely it's saying like the unfocused part of her, the dark part of her is that she's actually the fly, but also she's showing this in focus version of her is human. I. Yeah. That's what I got from it. It's probably not what... It's probably a goof, mm. but yeah. When Susie Fortana Brooks' website is brought up, it shows her crew as identical as that of Bowie Base One. This is likely a typographical, a typograph, 
a typographical error saying Brooks team consists of when it should have read Brooks team consisted of, meaning the article referred to Adelaide's team, not Susan's. Well, these are these are very technical things about the website here. Jesus Christ. Um, one of the web pages shown said that the Dalek invasion from the Stolen Earth and Journey's End happened in 2008, but it actually happened in 2009. Adelaide's right. age is given as 10 when it happened, which would still place it at 2009 as a date of birth shows the 12th of May, 1999. We are older than Adelaide. That's crazy. Bruh. The continuity issue links back to the first series of the BBC Wales produced Doctor Who. Why, why do you have to say that? Why do you have to put a fucking full thing about BBC? God. Um, when the ninth Doctor accidentally took Rose Tyler 12 months into the future in Aliens of London, causing what would be considered the present at the time to shift from 2005 yeah. to 2006. Yeah. From that episode onward, every story featured in the Doctor Who universe set during the present was technically placed one year ahead of that in the real world at the time of broadcast, but not always explicit on screen, causing confusion among writers and viewers. The This lasted until the end of time when the present perspective realigned with the current year of the real world. That makes sense. Yes, I've heard that about makes this. sense. Yes. Because the next Doctor wasn't, a, wasn't set in modern day, so they get away with it. So, yeah, I've heard about this. I on a... He changed his name all the fucking time. I think it's Harry's Move the Media now. He mentioned this on his Wars and Riles review that like they do technically whenever episode you watch it in the present era, it's like the timeline. He explained it to me when I was watching the video mm. and I was like, fuck, that's, that's pretty interesting. That is silly. One more. Yeah. One more production error. Yep. The landscape that the TARDIS lands on at the beginning of the episode looks okay. nothing like the CGI landscape when Gadget races across it to bring it to base. Very oh, true. Oh, of is course. Very true. Who the fuck noticed that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who the fuck notices these? God. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was a big fan. But yeah, lots. Christ. Lots of, lots of like just kind of shit ones there though about the website, you know? All about the website, man. Christ. All about that bloody website. Um, yeah. That's cool. I feel like I had something to say, but I don't. I don't remember. But classic. Sometimes life be like that. Do you want to move on to Australia's second favorite segment, Connor? Of course. It's time for behind the scenes. This was originally meant to be a Christmas episode with the working title of Red Christmas. Red Christmas. Yep. Wow. Didn't actually know that. Lindsay Duncan is the oldest individual to play a companion, although she was until Bernard Cribbins took over in the next episode. <laughs> I'll held the role for, what, a couple of days until she came out in November yeah. and then, what, December 25th? Fucking hell. So she had it for a month. What a laugh. Enjoy it while it lasts. Um, the episode ends with a dedication to Barry Letts, the former Doctor Who producer and writer oh, that had okay. died several weeks before the broadcast. Phil Ford's original draft was called A Midwinter's Tale and was a sword and sorcery tale about an alien princess coming to Earth to be married. It ended with a long chase sequence in secret tunnels beneath Buckingham Palace. Boop, boop. I don't know why I'm trying to wrap this. Why? That sounds But I'm, I'm glad we got Waters of Mars, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, me too. That sounds really <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, there's, there's, just, there's not that much crazy stuff with this one. The story won the 2010 Hugo Award in the category for oh, cool. Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form. Yeah, of course it's going to win some bloody awards. Um, Chronically, The Waters of Mars was the last live-action story to feature David Tennant dressed in the 10th Doctor's blue suit. Correct. However, TV's Dreamland would be the last of the 10th Doctor's broadcast Bruh. stories to depict him in the blue of suit. Of course. Oh, that's so silly. That's so silly. Um, I don't see too many more other... Yeah. This is the 15th, and as of 2020, the most recent Doctor Who story to be directed by Graham Harper. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, I must say, I never realized that Phil Ford hadn't written for the show before. When I, no. when I saw he was the co-writer, I was like, oh... I recognize the name, obviously, probably from this episode. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't think he's written that much before. And then I looked, and the only other episode he's written is he co-writes Into the Dalek with Moff in season eight. Holy smokes, he does, doesn't he? I knew he did something yeah. else. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Interesting. Mm. Totally different episodes in a way, but yeah. God. Totally different. Um, yeah. That's that. So I move on to... Australia's third favorite segment. Damn straight, baby. It's just, just Twitter, Twitter tings. tings. You know, there's been a lot of drama about this this shit. Uh-oh. How you're you're forcing the people no. that you know. <laughs> You're guilting them. <laughs> no, into, I'm not. You're guilting them into writing their reviews on the Instagram so that I don't have that much on Twitter. No, huh? this is not true. Okay, yes. No, it's not. So I was personally speaking to one of the fans, Vinny in the UK, and she said that, she said to me, um, I was like, oh, I just put up a, I just put up a thing on Instagram uh, for people to write their Wars of Mars reviews. And she said to me, Okay, I'll I'll write um I'll write on the no this was sorry this was for Planet of the Dead sorry no it's for the next Doctor and she said okay I'll write on your Instagram but she no, didn't she wrote on she wrote on <laughs> she wrote on Twitter I don't need I the like, full Bruh. story I I just I'm just I'm betrayed that's all I want to say betrayed by you Vinny betrayed by uh did, yeah betrayed by Dylan I assume Dylan gave you a big review Dylan um, always kind of throws me a bone bless him but. Hey, I'm just saying, because I mentioned briefly, I was like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, you said you're going to write on Instagram, but you didn't. And she's like, okay, this week I will. I'm sure next week she'll put it on Twitter, man. It's easier, you know. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that Vinny, she wrote, I, I got to write mine on Insta, otherwise Connor will get mad. I'm just saying. Okay, that saying. sounds a lot worse than it is, right? Mm-hmm. It does. That sounds a lot worse. You know what? I actually... I don't mean to... I'm not trying to be... Uh, I'm not trying to make a scene. I was a bit worried that people would see that and go, hang on a minute, is, is this co-host being verbally abusive to his fans? Is he is he threatening them to write? I'm like, you fucking I better... I just having a laugh. I hope so. I, I generally Anyways, was just having a joke I did, with her. But yeah. It was mainly full of fun responses. I've got one, one good review... Um, but all the fun responses do kind of uh, dictate some form of how people felt about it. So, main man, friend of the show, Daniel Aid, 
Uh, oh God! Fucking said Dan. he he put up a, a meme that says "Average Waters a Mars fan," and it's a man. Um, it's just an excited man, uh, and then "Average Dreamland Enjoyer," and it's just <laughs> it's so, so just stupid. Just go check it out. I don't even know how to describe. Why did you even it's read Dad? He's just being a twat. I was I listened to him this week. I'm like, why just leave a normal review, you idiot? He is a twat, isn't he? And then he put up a second one, saying me watching Waters of Mars at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Breaking Bad. Um, Breaking Bad spoilers for season two if you haven't seen it, but you know it came out in like 2010 or whatever. To all um, where it's after Jane's Jane died, Jane's dad saying they found water on Mars, to and then they they cheers and they both say to water on Mars, to water on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dad, God's sake! Write some real reviews. Then, uh, our other main man, Dylan. With an exclamation mark says, The perfect prequel to Dreamland. The best Doctor Who story of all time. And then, and then fucking Dan Aid gets in there again with more memes saying, If only this episode was animated like Dreamland. <laughs> Motherfuck. So, we're just trying to have a lovely, a lovely chat about Doctor Who. Chatting about some reviews here. And all we get, all I get on my feed is memes. Alright? I'm going to just say that. Although... We do have a good review of you here from the big boy, the man himself, Dan Peters, saying, The GOAT! Fire emoji. A story that works on pretty much every level for me. It pushes the Doctor to the edge, and David delivers one of his greatest performances. The Flood as such a scary and interesting concept. The ending is so tragic, tra- the ending is so tragic and actually pretty dark for the show. Phenomenal. I agree, Dan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for giving me a review. I appreciate you. Oh, if anyone on. else wants to get appreciated, give oh, me on. your reviews for the end of time. Feel okay. free to, to tweet at them. You don't even have to comment. You don't even have to comment on the post. You can just tweet it just as you would. Just as you were and just, just say out 50 Doctor. At 50 Doctor, That's at 50 Doctor on Twitter. That's where the reviews go, not on Instagram. And Instagram, 50 Doctor on Instagram as well, by the way. Same handle. Um... Okay, Planet Dylan. <laughs> Bloody Dylan, mate. He said, The Wars of Mars is one of the most overrated episodes of Doctor Who ever. It's pure shite. Terrible episode. Everyone who worked <laughs> on it should be ashamed of themselves. It's what I would have said if I was an idiot. Got you, Aiden. Did you believe it? <laughs> what a prank. <laughs> it was a prank, bro. Got him. Got him. The Wars of Mars is good. Like, really good. All the supporting cast are great, and Bowie Base 1 feels like a real place. I love how the episode plays into Tenant's biggest character trait, his ego, and pushes him over the edge. Damn straight. Uh, gadget, gadget. I must say, he's a cool guy. Isn't he, he? Um, yeah. He raised a really good point about the production design. We, we haven't mentioned that, but it it looks awesome, especially that main Damn, hub. That main does. hub set looks great. Oh, it does. Yeah, and even like you said, the CGI is like top tier. Hmm. We love HD Doctor Who, Aiden, don't we? God, it's so nice. It's so um, lovely. I hate to say it, but because I hand them out like this, it's oxygen. Wait, what the fuck? Uh, wait, oh, sorry, I hate to say this because I have them out like it's oxygen, but the episode really is a 10 out of 10 for me, and so has Midnight, Dalek, Father's Day, Twice Upon a Time, and Praxis. Yeah, I said it, Praxis is a 10 out of 10, Christ on a bike. I still don't get how Twice Upon a Time and Praxis is a 10 out of 10, but I respect your opinion, Dylan. Thank you so much for your comment. Um, Love it. I agree. I do also feel like Aiden's already only given out one 10 out of 10. I think I've given out two so far. 
Um, and mm. you'll have to wait and see what I say about this one. But, you know. Anyway, <laughs> Vinny, the one who's caused such controversy this week at the four, not for all off, sorry, at the 50% Doctor Who podcast. I think it's another one then, G. You've split us up, Vinny. You've and, split up the. Yeah. This is the end of the show. Episode 48. We're yeah, not legit. getting episode 50. This is it. We've hyped up episode 50 and we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it because you refuse to write on the official, official at 50 Dr. Twitty. Aiden's like, Aiden's ready to fucking leave because Benny split us up. It's like fucking civil war right now. You're the Baron you know Zemo of our you were worried that You know how you were saying you were worried that people were going to um, think that you were being, uh, that people thought that you were being mean to people listening to our show? Correct. Well, I just verbally abused <laughs> We love Vinny. Um, She's, it, she takes a good joke. Trust me. Okay, good. I don't know her too well, but she seems she seems awesome from when She's I. She's a lovely girl. Up, so. Seriously, she's lovely. That's great. Bless her heart. She said this this episode is the best. Easy. The story is excellent. I love the way it's shot, even though there's a lot of zooms. I agree. Graham Harper loves his zooms. The cast are brilliant. Anyone challenging challenging the Doctor to make for a good is to make for a good watch, and Adelaide does that perfectly. The name Biobase One makes me incredibly happy. She's a huge Bowie fan, by the way. And I love seeing the mm. Doctor just go insane. We don't see it too much, so it really is a shock when we do. And the episode really does show off Tan's acting ability. 11 out of 10. We don't do that around here, Vinny, so I'm just going to count it as a 10, but thank you. I'm just, I'm just joking. Yeah, it's invalid, say. Vinny. You could, yeah, it's, your, it's invalid. Your review's now invalid. Um, it would be valid. We allow 11 out of 10s over on Twitter. But, on Twitter, uh, yeah. I was going to say on Twitter they work. Um, and then I put on a separate post. Uh, send me some more reviews if you want to. Uh, Aiden's mum commented a love heart, which is funny. Thank you. Um, that's a good. Cause she that's loves, her she review was of us. Um, Dylan made another comment saying Dreamland is the best up to story ever. Ten out of ten. All the awards it didn't get. Um, and then our friend Shane over on Instagram, love Shane, good bloke. Uh, he says although the Wars of Mars is meant to be a good episode, I've never liked it. Just another space station adventure. So there you go. That's one person who didn't like it. I also put up there a poll. Go on sunday so that's one person didn't like it on sunday i put out a poll and i said is the wars of mars overrated and i said yes or no yes was 22 percent no was 78 percent so i got the results right here um the people who voted no was uh daniel our friend daniel uh xavier friend of the show uh comes on once a season he voted no dylan of course voted no aiden you voted no uh vinnie voted no our friend uh janine strudwig who i don't know we never spoken, but she watches the show, apparently. She voted no, and I also voted no. I voted on my own poll, on my personal account. People who voted yes was Shane, and also our friend Jacob Hind, who messaged me a lovely message a couple of days ago saying how he started watching the show from season one, which is very, very nice. Um, but oh, he had this to say, which I said I'd read on the show. He said, sorry, I can only give it a 6 out of 10. I mean, the title of Victorious is great, but... It was an interesting term for the character. Just wish we could have... Blah. I read that so badly. I'm going to read that again. Sorry. I mean, the title Victorious, but was an interesting term for the character. Just wish more could have been done with it at the time. Sorry for reading that so badly. Either way, um, he's a guy who literally hit me up a couple of days ago. I sent to A and he said, you know, he started listening to the podcast from like day one with like episode one with Rose and uh he only signed like a week ago and he's on the cyberman two-parter which is sick so thank you so much to everyone who 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 uh who voted on the polls and all that shit i really appreciate it yeah and thanks thanks for getting involved it's a lot of fun hearing what you guys have to have to say about sick, things yeah so. 
It's yeah. awesome. Um, I've also got another poll, which I'll read in the next episode because it's got more to do with David leaving the show. But I did promise my friend Dave that I'd read out his review today. I put out Last Chance to Review Wars of Us, sent it in to me, and Dave put, don't watch Doctor Who, my friend. Thanks, Thank you, Dave. Dave. And he put Do- Thanks, Dave. Doctor like DR, which is an offense to everyone. So... <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave. That's it. Thanks, Dave. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. That's it. So thank you, Dave. Yeah, we we love love hearing from you guys. It's good stuff. Um, fuck. I feel like I had one more thing to say. One more bloody thing to say. I do not recall. Connor, I love you. You're the best. You're such a great co-host. Nope. Not that. Bruh. Not that at all. All right, Connor. Would you like to give? Oh, you know. God, God. So, um, how annoying is it now? Every time, you know, what an impactful moment in the episode, right? When mm. Adelaide's like the Time Lord victorious, or that's what the Doctor says, or something. Um, but fucking now, all I can think of when I hear it is just like this yeah, a massive yeah. expanded universe spin-off bullshit thing, which blows doesn't have the same way. effect. No. I mean, they could have really run with it. I remember when you told me last year, you were like, "Oh, they're going to do a time of Victoria." So I was like, "This is sick. They're gonna, they're gonna show like a ultimate timeline where David Doctor goes insane and goes back to the Time War and changes everything." No, we didn't get that. We got shitty, crappy, fucky stories, and I'm sick of it. And like, I, I don't want it. Fucking thing. Shitty, crappy, fucky stories. Do you remember? Do you remember when like I don't know why, but I was like sat on my bed with the mic one night. And I was just recording an episode of you, and you got me on Time of Victorious, and I ran it for like five minutes, and I did not stop. Yeah. You don't want to get me on today. it. Let's not get me Let's on that. But what a fucking waste of time. What are they doing over there? Literally. All right, whatever. Oh, oh the Equiston uh, trailer dropped. Sounds great. He sounds like he actually cares, which is nice. It does. It da- sounds like he cares. One thing, though, is he sounds uh, a bit happier. And I know. People saying it indicates growth. How in his dare character. he be happy? But no, 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 no. Like they, they say, like it indicates growth with his character. But I'm like, isn't this like, isn't his character that he becomes a bit happier? Like, because he starts off like depressed, grumpy man. Because this of the whole time timeline is fucked. They've got one season to fit these stories in, and then he arrives in Rose. He looks in the mirror for the first time highly alluding to the fact he just regenerated so they can't do anything Mm. like that and then he's with rose and he never really indicates that rose got dropped off any time between rose and partner ways i don't know how they're going to fit it in with the canon that's if it is canon which i never think big finishes so i think they said it's all set before season one all all four seasons yeah. Maybe there was just no and mirrors in all the episodes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> There's no mirrors. And I think um I think he goes up against the Cyberman in one episode, I think. Um That'll be pretty cool. So that'll see. be interesting. Because we never hit, had that. So. Cool to hear. Now he actually what I think's good, I was a bit worried Eccleston would come back just for the paycheck. Because he hates Doctor Who. <laughs> but um <laughs> he actually generally sounds like he actually really did put in a good effort. Which sounds great. Mm. It's music to my ears, dare I say. So yeah, you know yeah. what? I will be buying it. There you go, Nicholas Briggs. You get my you get you get a bit of money from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every time there's a new villain in Big Finish, 
Um, Nick Briggs fucking casts himself as it straight away. Of course he does. <laughs> well, literally Nick's, every villain. Nicholas Briggs, uh, he fucking writes this episode that is coming out. He write he wrote it. Did you know that? He would have written one of them, yeah. He wrote the, he's right, the one that writers. the trailer that uh, came out the other day where with uh, his first story, Eccleston's first story, is is written by Nicholas Briggs. So yeah, <sighs> all right, fine, I'll fucking get it. I. Am I going to like it? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I just, I love Eckerson's Doctor so much. If it's the only thing I can get from him, then fuck it. I'll get it. Mm. All right, Connor. All right. The waters of Mars. Yeah. Give us your final verdict. Son. Okay. I, when I say this, I'm not over-exaggerated. At work this week, I was genuinely in my head tossing up why I should get this. Now, I agree with what Dylan said where he's like, he feels like he just gives out tens here and there. But I really don't think I have an episode in my mind that generally makes me feel like this episode where it's like, it was so edgy, it was so dark, everything just came together perfectly. Whether it be the casting of the whole cast is fantastic. I love Ale's character. The Doctor was fantastic in it. Generally just down to the set design, man. Like, it, it, the score, like, the writing, everything just hit right for me. And I think... Mm. You know, honestly, I don't feel bad about giving this episode a 10 just for the pure fact that I've only given two out so far and also, I don't think I'm actually going to give another 10 out for a very long time until a certain episode in Season 9, which I'm sure you all <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Um, Hellbent. Unless, unless, something, unless something completely surprises me, which I don't think it will, uh, but... I'm going to give it a 10 purely for the fact that I love everything they did with it. I was at work. I was like, give it a 9.5. And I was like, but generally now think about something you don't like about it. And apart from mm. the odd shot of CGI, which took me out of the episode, I couldn't think of something that I didn't like. And I was like, I generally yeah. think this is an episode, the episodes that they should be doing. And you just don't get them like that anymore. So it'd be rude not to Aiden. 10 out of 10, baby. Slay, yas queen. All right, so for me, for me, I really love this episode, and I always have. Um, And totally agree with everything you said. Everything is great. Performance, David, man, yeah, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to repeat everything we said. Everything's fantastic. Everyone's on point. Um, I did feel that some of them, them goofs, like the astronaut thing and, and the whole rock thing, like with the cliff in the background, sure it's a subtle thing, but it really did pull me out of the episode, and I I, I lost a bit of connection to it there, um, which for me was a massive shame because it's such a small thing, but it, I guess it just shows that the the small brushstrokes are what what make a masterpiece. Totally. However, um, I so I was gonna I was gonna think give this a, a nine point five because the the little goofs let it down a bit for me, but no. um. No. <laughs> well, like you said, it's hard to think technically no. something that's wrong with it. And it was no. just that, that small thing that just made me lose that investment. It's a small thing. And then just like talking about it with you now, it's like not only is this a great episode in its own right, but storytelling wise, it is, it's, the, it's everything that the Russell T. Davis era has fucking led Bruh. towards. And it doesn't disappoint. So Bruh. for that reason, no. I'm going to give out... 
No. My second ever 10 no. out of 10 on the no! show. <laughs> See what I did there? I took you on a bit of a wild ride, Barry. Dude, I was, I like, was not expecting that. You had me in the first half, bro. Seriously? Mm -hmm. This is the. This is probably the. Well, until maybe season nine again. This is probably the last time we'll ever have a 10 out of 10 together. Shit, man. Shit. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So I've given 10s to I think it's the only time because you didn't give. Yeah, you gave Human Nature a 9.5 and that's my only other 10. So I regret I regret not giving it a 10. Honestly, I do. Too late, not, motherfucker. Too Can't late. go back. Too late, motherfucker. Exactly. Too late. At work, literally, I was thinking about how many 10s I've given. I'm like, oh, I wish I gave it a 10. Like, fuck. But damn, man. Look at you go. You seem to... I think you do a 10 almost every season. Yeah, apart from season almost. three. Which is why it pisses me off that I didn't give... No, you gave Blink a 10. Oh, of course I did. Sorry. Season so, two, you didn't give out a Season 10. two, I didn't give one to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I kind of agree with that, though. I'm not mad I didn't give... Uh, Man, the Pompadour is the only one that comes to my mind, but I don't think that is a 10, so... yeah. Oh, bro. Actually, season four, you didn't give out any 10s. No, I think I gave 9.5 or a 9 to midnight. I think I was close. Yeah, but... you gave a few 9s and 9.5s there. Yeah. But, yeah, so you've only actually given out... This is your third 10. Yeah, I feel like it's warranted. And again, I'm not tripping when I say, well, give it another season maybe. But I'm like, I don't generally think I'm going to give another one out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just because I think I'm going to get close to it, but I don't think I'm actually going to generally give out another 10 for a long time. So I was like, mm. I give yourself this, like, allow it, allow it. I don't think until a certain episode in season nine that I will probably give out another 10. And that'll probably be the last Sleep one no for more. a long time. So, oh shit, you got me. Aiden, you weren't supposed to say. <laughs> How dare you spoil it? How dare you spoil it? Yeah, it was Sleep No More to 10 out of 10. Fucking, I love Mark's great. last episode ever. No, it's not. Empress of Mars is. Nah, Empress of Mars is after Sleep No More. It's Sleep No More and then it's Face the Raven. What? It's it's Empress of Mars, then it's Sleep No More, then it's Face the Raven. What drugs are you on? No. Empress of Mars is season 10. Oh. No. Oh. Oh, fuck's sake. Ugh. I was... <laughs> I was wondering the other day, I was like, I was like, isn't it weird they made, I was like, fuck's sake, okay, that explains it, the other day I was in bed, by the way, completely sober, I was like, it's weird how they put two Mark episodes in the, in the same, in like a row, and I was like, and I thought it was season 10, so I was like, I guess they're like, it's his last two episodes he's gonna write, they'll put Sleep No More and Empress of Mars in the same, okay, you're right, <laughs> shit, fuck's sake, alright, hey, you made an arse out of me, you happy? Yes. This is revenge for the Instagram shit. <laughs> He's also in Twice Upon a Time, which I guess is a bit of a send-off for him. Along with... Um, God, he's in everything. What's his name? The the other one. David Bradley. The, uh, another, no, no, another writer. Uh, Toby Winehouse. Is that him, though? You always said it was. I don't know if it is. No, it is. It, it is. I saw a photo of him the other day, and I was like, shit, it's him. I always thought they picked Toby to be the next writer, but still. Same, and I think that would have been an okay pick. I reckon it would have been a great pick, considering what we've got right now, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. Cracking. Christ, is a long Cracking stuff. End of time. I want to I wanna watch it now, but I know I'm going to get tired if I do, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm kind of um, keen to keep going upstairs and like smashing a few more beers and 
and mm. actually, I reckon I'm going to absolutely cry my eyes out, so I'm kind of ready for that. <laughs> it's, it's been an emotional week, oh. man. I'm ready for it. I will cry my eyes out. It's that last boy. 20 minutes, man. Yeah. Last 20 minutes. Yeah, that shit go. gets you. Oh, boy. Um, what is it David says in Day of the Doctor is like... Um, Trends law. We need to get a new, get a new destination because... Oh my god! I don't want to go. I do. So I kind of really respect that Moffat was like, okay, fans are gonna get pissed off if his last line isn't what it was in any time. Yeah, and even Matt's yeah. like, he always says that, and he was <laughs> like, oh ha ha, we get it because it's his last line. Did you get it? Good one, Moff. Did Fucking you get funny. it? Aiden? Did you did you get that? Did you get it? It's like, no, I don't shit. think I noticed it on the first watch actually. Um, I oh, think really? it was like a rewatch thing. Yeah. He always says um, that. Shall we call that there for the show? Yeah, probably. It is literally an hour and 45 minutes, so... And I literally have no time to... Fuck me. Why do, I, why do we do this show? Why do if we do it? If you need me to help you out, just let me know. Yeah, I will. I'll try... Because I've got all the um, the audio files and stuff for, for the stings and stuff. I know I can give you them pretty easily, but... Um, I yeah, don't know I'll try I'll get a good it job, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. Um... All right, cool. Let's leave it there. Thanks so much, everyone. Don't forget to give us your reviews on Twitter. Vinny. At 50Doctor. Um, And we'll we'll see you next week. We'll hear... You'll hear us next week. Down straight, you will. Alon Z. Alon Z. Hey. We got to sing. Oh, yeah, I got my room. I'm ready to go. All right. Ready? Because I forgot, and I thought you did too. Let's do it, baby. And a one, and a two, and a skiddly diddly do. It's, it's Dylan's favourite song. We're doing Doctor Who reviews. Doing Doctor Who reviews. We've only got one more episode of Moff, not Moff, uh, David and RTD. Hey! And they will obey me! And they will obey me! These nuts! <laughs>